Hello, and welcome to the Kosh. I'm your host, Timber Smith, and thank you once again for tuning in, Kosh listeners. I appreciate you as always, and you already know what I'm going to say. It is another, ooh, I don't even know what that is. That popped out of nowhere. Uh, <laughs> um, it is another wonderful Saturday morning. Um, it's gorgeous out, and you know what? I can't wait to actually start to kick in the day. I got a feeling like there's good energy in the air and, um, and there's more than one reason. So first of all, let me start with our intro that the Kosh is a podcast that spotlights people who have an association with Oshkosh or the surrounding Fox Valley area. Um, and the reason I think today is going to be pretty awesome and I'm not going to waste a bunch of time jumping into it, but let's just get into it. My guest this week is Jennifer Skull Sass Key. Close. It was close. It was close. close. You added another S, but that's okay. Another S, huh? Can I tell you what I love? Is that you said sass. Like, I feel like that should be like my nickname, you know? Well, maybe I was trying to imply (laughs) something. (laughs) I can be sassy. I I had a feeling. (laughs) There's just a feeling about that. All right. How do we pronounce, how do we correctly enunciate? Skolaski. Skolaski. Yes. Okay. Sko Sassy sounds so good. It does sound much better. I'm just saying. <laughs> All right. All right, Jennifer, how are you doing today? I am doing awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, I'm very excited. I'm very excited about this um, this opportunity to sit down with you. I just, um, sometimes you just know. You know by the energy in the room, like, this episode is about to be fire. I love that. Yeah. That's, that's no pressure on me, but. Uh, lots of pressure on <laughs> you and no pressure on me because I'm just the host. Uh, like, people, people have already heard Bruh. plenty of me, so, like, they're just like, it's just timber but jennifer we need to know what jennifer's gonna say how do you feel about that and all that pressure that's that's a lot of pressure but i've been in those situations before so i will i will try my best you seem like it you seem like somebody who can handle the pressure and put it on the shoulders and mm-hmm. and, and go they're, about they're the, broad shoulders they're so broad yeah, shoulders. yeah they're, these are swimmer shoulders is so. that what that is 17 years of competitive swimming yeah Oh, man. I was going to say, because I'm a little jealous, because actually your shoulders are broader than mine. So I was just pointing that out. And uh, look, I ain't got no shame. I ain't got no shame. So I'm sassy and I have broad shoulders. This is going well. Hey, look, my Kosh listeners know that the one thing I am is I keep it 100. Mm -hmm. I like it. People have already stopped listening. Oh, no. Actually, they're just waiting. Oh, this is going to be good. That's, oh. Right now, there's people that are sitting down with tea and coffee, and they're like, "Oh yeah, this is going to be a oh, ride." Yeah. yeah, put a little more cream in your coffee. There you go. <laughs> That's a wait. Are you a cream coffee person? You know, I like it black, but if I'm doing iced coffee, then I want more cream. Ah, mm-hmm. you see, I'm all about just just give me the caffeine. Yeah, I wish they could figure out a better way to like concentrated caffeine well espresso shots but see i love a warm beverage like all day yeah i'm still drinking coffee at four o'clock because i love the feeling of like a mug in my hands and like that whole ritual of drinking a warm beverage okay i i like warm beverages in the morning and then i do like to switch mm-hmm. switch to a cold beverage hint hint <laughs> uh by the afternoon and evening mm-hmm. you know i'm mm-hmm. just saying 
All right. Well, Jennifer, we're going to jump in. First question. Um, can you please share a little something about yourself and uh, what is your connection to the Kosh? I feel like I should just do it simple and say I live in Oshkosh. Oh, my God. You're going to be that guy? I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> thought about this as I was, you know, listening to your others. I'm like, this would be really fun if I just said yes or no to everything. I'm sure, oh. I'm sure that'd be successful. <laughs> successful. There you go. Um, so I live in Oshkosh. I moved here in 2012. Okay. For love. Oh, love. Yeah. Bruh. Yeah. Right. Nice. Um, yeah. So I moved here 12 years ago and then, um, or whenever 2012 was, and started a company here where I consult for nonprofits, uh, but did that mostly throughout the Fox Valley and the state of Wisconsin. And I also taught at UW Oshkosh and UW Green Bay as a lecturer. Oh, okay. Uh, what subject matter did you lecture in? Nonprofits. Oh, um, under which uh, which program? Public administration. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I so I was that random lecturer that, you know, took things from a book, but like really talked about real stuff and, and the full application of it. So look, that's, I, you got to talk from the place of actually I've done it more mm -hmm. than the, um, the educational theory of it. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I did a lot of school. I feel like that's like a sentence in and of itself, right? I did a lot of school. I was just filling out a, a survey questionnaire for my kids, and it said, how many years of education? And I'm like, 21. Oh, my gosh. 21. Um, 21, which is a lot. But, you know, so when I teach, it's always, let's get away from the books. Like, tell me what happens in the real world, in your real life, in your work, and how can we make it better? Um, and we can take those theories that are in books and – and apply it. Um, so that's really, I'm obviously very passionate about education in, in that way. Okay. Um, who are some of the, uh, if you, if it's okay, who are some of the nonprofits you're working with around uh, locally? Yeah. So uh, throughout the Fox Valley, I used to work with housing partnership for Fox cities, which is now pillars. And I worked with the boys and girls brigade and Christine Ann. And then I used to run a collaboration around uh, addressing poverty called the hub. Um, so a collaboration of nonprofits, but now I am the facilitator for the Winnebago County Overdose Fatality Review, which is contracted through the health department. So okay. I've turned to the government side, but um, oh. still, still doing you know really cool community impact work. I just want to say that she almost had a Vader moment when she said that. <laughs> the dark side, <laughs> the government yeah. side. <laughs> All right, that's so good. Yeah. Okay, um, where did you come from prior? Madison. So I'm born and raised uh, from Madison, and then I went to school in Iowa. So uh, I was a Hawkeye and uh, lived and worked there and then came back to Madison to be closer to my family and do the whole graduate school thing. And yeah, and then ended up in Oshkosh. Oh, did you do you know Debbie Gray Patton? No. And the only reason I ask is because I think she's a Hawkeye, too. She sure has a lot of Iowa stuff. She, I, I, she works at the university. Okay. I was like, uh, she, you know that there are a lot of people that go the, but, to, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> there are only I, five people that go to the farmland. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, <laughs> yes, maybe. Yes. Um, okay. No, it was, it was just a question. I'll ask that later. Yeah. <laughs> right? that. And if not, maybe Hawkeyes need to meet each other. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I'm in this weird thing that, you know, I am a fourth generation badger. 
And so being the youngest, I was the youngest of four girls. I had to get away, but then I had to come back so that I could also be a badger. So it's, uh, was the badger badger was the, uh, advanced degree. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Um, you ready to jump into the next segment? Okay. Next segment. What in the world is going on with? That's where you start with the phrase. What in the world is going on with? And you tell us what's on your mind. So, okay. So, uh, hit some traffic this morning, and uh, I have to say, what in the world is going on with people still not knowing how to drive through a roundabout? Bruh. Seriously. Seriously, I am amazed that these roundabouts have been around for so long. Around. Get that. Um. And yet people still don't know how to drive around them. Oh, no. I, I have mixed opinions on Oh, them. let's hear them. Okay. Here's my thing. The only thing about them is, is like they are by the signage, not the process. The signage can be very confusing. So often <laughs> I'm off, uh, often confused. Am I supposed to be on the inner ring or the outer ring? And when I'm in the wrong ring, how do I get to the other <laughs> ring? And then no one's going to let you to the other ring. But how do you do? So do you continue to drive in the circle until you can make it to the other ring? So you can go around the rings multiple times to get into the right lane. I don't want to. I don't want to be somebody's uh, roundabout. uh, (laughs) I think on that they make a meme out of me. (laughs) You don't? No. Oh, okay. All right. Well, then I suggest you just stick, stick around the one the one ring. The one ring. The signage may be difficult, but I also think that they've been around for a long enough time. This is true. That I think by now we should be able to know how to how to work them. I think so. Yeah. I agree with you. Uh, you know, I remember when they first rolled out the roundabouts and it was the talk of the seniors. <laughs> the seniors going into the roundabouts and they they did not know what to do with them. Yeah. And I'm not 100% mad at them for that. Because, like, now, as long as I'm familiar with the roundabout, mm-hmm. I got a game plan. Yeah. But if it's a new roundabout in a new location outside of the Fox City somewhere, that can be a little, it's, it can be a little intimidating. Yeah. And I will also say, uh, I always have to drive around the roundabouts. I can't be a passenger. Because I feel like if I'm a passenger, I'm going to get car sick. Bruh. Are you that person? I am that person. You gotta drive. I oh, I gotta drive. I gotta be in control. Oh, <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> I needed to. I just wanted to clarify what that meant. I'm glad. It's also so I don't get car sick. But I mean, it's also the control thing. <laughs> it's the control thing. Uh, you know, we'll use car sick. That's right. That's okay. Right. <laughs> car sick works. Okay. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. All right. And you are right. Um, what is the world is going on with? As you can tell, once again, uh, we don't edit. So uh, the sound in the background means that it is noon here in the Kosh and it is tornado sirens. But we're going to keep it moving. Um, my what in the world is going on with is what in the world is going on with the shooting in Buffalo? And... I'd be, I, I hate doing heavy things, but we got to talk about some mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you not talk about that? Um, and all I'm going to say to it really is this. How does someone so young 
form so much hate in their heart. Mm -hmm. That's it. Like nothing more, nothing less, and nothing that deep, deep. But how do you form that level of hate in your heart that you drive hours to kill a specific population from a demographic simply because they're that population and they're from that demographic. Mm -hmm. They didn't do anything to you personally. I'm going to probably bet money that you probably lived in an area where there wasn't even any very little diversity. Mm -hmm. And yet you found a way to hate at such a level by the age of 19. Mm -hmm. I, it just gives me pause on such a grand scale. Um, and impartially because how often do we hear it's just the race card? There's not really racism. People are just making excuses as if, and then true hate shows its head and those voices they're quiet they're silent i'm not even sure they're remorseful that there just drives me it gives me goosebumps and shivers of pause because i believe in the greater good of us as a country as people as residents of this country as as just people and the in the humanization and the humanity of us as people. So to have a level of hate to go out and just do that kind of random killing, I don't know. I don't know what to do with it. It sits on my soul, though. That's where I'm at. <clears throat> I think, um, uh, yeah, uh, heavy, heavy stuff, right? And I, it hurts me. And I can't imagine what it feels like to be a person of color and experience that as well. Um, you know, I, I love to tell this story that my husband and I went to Istanbul a long time ago. We flew there and it was in December and uh, there was snow and Istanbul doesn't normally get snow. And we're walking up and we stumble across this, this ground that is cobblestone. And we look up and we see this huge mosque and it was the blue mosque. And all of a sudden, I look at this couple next to me, and this woman is covered head to toe, and she's with a man who I assume is her husband, and I'm there with my husband. And I slip, and my husband catches me, and she slips, and her husband catches her. And I think about that shared experience and how we were exactly the same at that moment, right? right. And I think that so often, like you said, you know, if you don't grow up with quote-unquote racial diversity, you know, what other diversity are you experiencing to stretch your boundaries and become more open-minded and become tolerant and become compassionate, right? And understand that we are more similar than, than anyone can imagine, right? Absolutely. Um, that we basically all have the same basic needs and most of us have most of the same basic wants. Mm -hmm. And they're surrounded by the basics. Um, a decent place to live. Um, shelter, food, family, good futures for your children. Mm -hmm. I don't care what race, creed, color, religion, 
in any other demographic you or, or um, intersectionality detail you want to add in there. Um, at the end of the day, to me, those basics, they should unite us more than divide us. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So that that's it. I, it's heavy. I'm sorry, y'all, Kosh listeners, but you know me. I keep it 100 with y'all. I don't stray away from the tough things. And um, if that doesn't say what in the world is going on with, I don't know what does. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Ready for the next segment? Yeah, I just want to also say thank you because I think it's important to talk about this. And I think it's important to have conversations like the ones that you're having on this podcast, right? Because it helps our community grow and learn and, and connect with one another. So absolutely. Absolutely. If this podcast doesn't show anything, it definitely shows that as a community, we are more common than not. Mm-hmm. And that we, we, there's a whole lot of us from a whole lot of different backgrounds that just want good mm-hmm. for our greater community. Heck yeah. So um, next segment, word association. This is where I'm going to say a word and you tell us what comes to your mind. All right. Okay. You ready? I'm ready. Yeah. All right. First word, food. So my word is Thai because I'm obsessed with Thai food. Yes. 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 Oh, man. So part of the reason that I'm obsessed was after college, I lived on a Singaporean um, military base as part of a camp counselor weird funky experience but it was it was amazing and they had in Singapore they have the best fusion food right it's all this amazing Asian influence and there was a little place right down the um from where we lived that had the most amazing Thai food that I ate way too much all summer and I think ever since you know moving back I'm always searching for good Thai food okay where's your favorite Thai place around here so I wish I could say it's Oshkosh, but it's not. So you said Fox Valley, right? Yeah. You can, <laughs> hey, look, you can pick where it is. You know. Uh, so I love uh, Little Siam in Nina. I used to love Size. I thought Size was the best, but Little Siam's really good. And then I love Basil Cafe in Appleton. Okay. But I also have to say I love Manila in Oshkosh. It's not Thai food, but they've got amazing Filipino food, and and many of the dishes can feed my soul. Okay. I thought you were gonna say Bangkok. No. I'm going to give a shout out to Bangkok anyway, <laughs> just because I eat there and I love them. That's fair. Okay. I've never gone to Little Siam. That sounds yeah. really good. Oh, what's, yeah. Okay. What's the favorite dish? Uh, the I think go-to? it, I, well, I think it depends on what like mood you're in, right? Like if you need something light, like a spring roll, you've got that. But then like, I also love curry. Uh, uh-huh. So good curries, but you know, you can have your pad thai and, and be happy with that because anything with peanut sauce is fantastic oh my gosh yes this is like one of my favorites yeah i'll tell you my only thing with thai food is you have to figure out what does hot mean to them (laughs) right like have you ever made that mistake kosh listeners like i'm gonna keep it 100 like thai is one of those things like you really have to negotiate with them what is hot like don't go in there thinking tough like i love spicy food and like I can go 
pretty elevated. Like, yeah, I'm I'm around the habanero status. Okay. Like okay. habanero, I can do habanero fairly easily without yeah. pushing it. But when you're getting to other levels above what I will call habanero hotness, that's different hotness. Well, and it's all about confidence, right? Like yes. I love the people that are like, oh, I want it hot. And then yes. the, you know, wait staff might be like, no, I don't think you do. And they're like, no, I do. And then you see them suffer, you yes. know? So this is funny because it was probably a month ago. I went to the new Brazilian place in Oshkosh, which okay. is also amazing. And there were these two young gentlemen there and um, they were like, yeah, we like it spicy. <laughs> and Mara had said, oh, are you sure? Well, we have this amazing pepper sauce. And they're like, yeah, we want it. And they kept pouring it on their sandwich or whatever dish it was, trying to get the peppers out, not thinking that the juice around the peppers would be spicy. So I'm just watching this guy sweat. <laughs> <Bruh>. <laughs> and finally Mara comes over and is like, how about I get you a soda? <laughs> So I think it's like, it's also that, you know, testing your confidence, like, oh yeah, I can handle it spicy when oh. clearly you can't. Were they all red? Oh yeah. Oh so yeah. It was oh, the yeah. beads of the four. Yeah. The beads on we, the we left before he entered the bathroom. I'm sure of it. So. Oh my God. That's so <laughs> good. Yes. Hot is relative. <laughs> uh, cocktail or beer? I'm going to go sparkling water oh. because I'm obsessed with sparkling water. Okay. So um, in my house, we have this fridge filled with all the various sparkling waters. So a few years ago, I decided to, I don't know, give up soda or something like that. And I like drink it nonstop. And so I love like varying all the different flavors and you can drink it all day. And yeah. Just sparkling water. Sparkling water. That's You, you don't like it? Oh, no, that's way too healthy. <laughs> I didn't say it was just sparkling water. Oh, I could have fair. that with like brownies or something, you know. So you have something healthy so that you can. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love sparkling water. <laughs> actually, um, my sparkling water tends to accompany something in the vodka family. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's just just how my sparkling water comes out of my tap. No. <laughs> You have vodka coming out of your tap? Okay. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you may want to call the water company about that. Or, why would or maybe you do, others. Wait, why would you do that? <laughs> if you had a magical... Knock, knock, knock. Right. <laughs> if you had a magical vodka tap, would mm, you tell anyone? Mm, no. Uh, yeah, no. Okay. Um, streaming. So we just finished uh, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Have you Ooh, seen this? I've... I've got another friend who's watching the series, so okay. they've they've kind of filled me in on what it's about. But yeah, please share. So uh, it was that in Ozark. We just finished Ozark. Have you seen that? No. Oh my gosh! You can't ask this question and then not like know everything that's I'm, streaming, right? I'm here to be educated. <laughs> that's a good response. <laughs> uh, so the marvelous Mrs. Maisel, you know, she's a, a Jewish woman um, that is struggling to become a comedian as her career choice. And I love it because she is so bold and she's vulgar. And it's all during a time that that wasn't acceptable. Mm. And I love that. Bruh. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it makes me laugh, but it also makes me think, oh my gosh, I couldn't have lived during that time period because I also enjoy being vulgar. <laughs> oh, 
The things that we are learning. I'm I'm very good to hear this. Okay. Mrs. Maisel, I heard that's amazing. What is that on? Is that on Netflix or where's that streaming? Uh, Amazon Prime. Okay. Yeah. Amazon Prime. I've seen it and you are not the first person to mention it to me. So I think I'm going to have to put that on the list. And Ozark, like everybody's watching Ozark. Yeah. Yeah. We just, we just finished all of it. All of it? All of it. How long did it take you to binge it? Uh, well, so this was like the second part and the second part, it took us only two days. Oh, that was the first. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Okay. You had the look on your face. Like I'm a little bit ashamed, but I enjoyed it. Oh, but it was so great. (laughs) Yeah. 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 It's it's okay to do that. I think binging is healthy. Like it's just (laughs) binging is healthy. Like, Like TV binging, because you know what? It's the one time that you kind of shut down, like, yeah. all the... Re- when you're binging, are you really thinking about a bunch of other things other than the next episode? No. And see? No. That's what I mean. I think it's, like, a mental getaway when you're binging. Like, yeah. all you're thinking, like, you're not worried about work. You're not worried about this thing or what I got to get done. You're just thinking, I got to see the next I gotta episode. I got to see the next one. So I'm going to yeah. sit here for yeah. another 30, 40 hour yeah i think this is called marketing like i think they figured yeah i think they figured out how to just get people to sit on their couches for many many hours yeah well maybe (laughs) or from an optimistic point of view i'm going to call it um you know um mental health um visual mental health happiness oh how about that well, I think we need to work on the the terminology yeah, just I'm, a little bit. But no, I love that idea. Yeah. And I think it's like mental health awareness month or something. So so yeah. maybe they promote that as a, a coping. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, we'll work on the terminology. That, you know, <laughs> off the fly, it's not always good. I'm just saying. We'll be that. Um, shop local. So I got to give a shout out to the Oshkosh Food Co-op which I love. Yes. Um, So you're supporting a whole bunch of local business owners and a local grocery store that's community minded. And uh, this kind of gets into some of the the community roles that I play, but I'm a Girl Scout leader. I don't know how that happened because I didn't do very well in Girl Scouts growing up, but I have a almost six year old daughter and we just did a tour with the Girl Scouts and they loved it other than they didn't get uh all the cake that they thought that they were going to get at the end of the tour well why not (laughs) (laughs) you know what i had to answer that to 10 girls i you you still don't have an answer i I said i i don't run the co-op so so if you're management of the oshkosh food co-op please add cake to the end of your tours yeah Is that better? I, you know yeah i think that's it you know they're very good people there oh yeah and girl scouts deserve cake yeah they got really good fruit cake yeah but they got fruit cake. <laughs> seriously <laughs> you act like they're in the same category I, you know what i was i was very happy they got fruits that they hadn't tried before and yet you know um one of the staff there kiana who was outstanding She's like, what questions do you have? Do you have chocolate cake? Do you have ice cream cake? Where is the cake? All the questions revolved around cake. All valid questions. I'm going to actually <laughs> applaud those young ladies for asking the tough things yeah. and wanting to know the things that matter. So what do you think that badge would look like that they would get for asking that question? Well, I would hope that it would have cake on <laughs> I would it. Hope so. <laughs> 
Is there such a thing? I mean, there's a lot of different. There, there's a diverse uh, amount of uh, scouting badges, and the cake yes. badge seems appropriate. Yes. So maybe that cake badge is how many times you ask if the co-op has cake. Well, no, it's uh, no. Let's let's make it educational. Okay. How much can you learn about such an important part of Americana? Yes. Cake. Yeah. You know all the varieties. Yes. What ingredients it takes to make yes. it? How much a, a cake can weigh? Yes. Yeah. How do you make those things? You know, how long do you cook a cake? Mm-hmm. You know, and and you know, different things like caramel cakes. Mm-hmm. You know, are they made out of caramel? Things that you know, the questions that the rest of the world really want to know. Maybe you could just dedicate a a podcast to that to cake to cake. Um, but maybe. I feel like like where is here's my question for you. Okay, where's my cake while I'm doing this podcast? And now I've just <laughs> went down the wrong path. <laughs> it happens, Bruh. I'm going to. You know what? You're going to get cake. Really? Well, not today. Oh. Have others on the podcast asked for things? No, they have not. They usually bring cake. I'm, no, I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> they <bring> <laughs> no, they I'm bring. a horrible person. Yeah, no. no. I will what I will say is I, there are certain guests who are in certain businesses who've been nice enough to bless oh. me with Really good things. Well, uh, if shout I owned out. a bakery, yeah. I was going to say shout out to Thunderbird Bakery. Oh. You guys look, looked out. I, you know, I'm, I'm just. And uh, shout out to Zeroni's because they also brought some pretty yummy, good yummies over here. So, you know. But I, I don't own a food business. Well. I feel like know. that's unfair. It, 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 wait, I was not putting, <laughs> I was not applying pressure per okay. se. Okay. You know. But, you know, I'm just saying, you know, if you'd have gave the Girl Scouts cake, there probably would have been leftover cake and then you could have brought cake. to. That's the true. I should have just brought you Girl Scout cookies. Oh, yeah. All right. I'll, I'll send those next time. There we go. You heard it here on the cash. <laughs> uh, I'm writing myself a note. Girl Scout cookies. You know, you know what? Can I ask a question about that? Please. I'd like. Here's the thing. I don't I'm not in charge of Girl Scout cookies in the household, but I did know that Girl Scouts have made a transition to the candy realm. Is that did this happen? Is there like these Girl Scout candy things that happened? I don't know. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. No. So here's the other thing: is like I'm just a a leader. Right. I'm not like administration. I don't get to make those decisions. Okay. All right. Because I could have swore my wife brought home, and and I could be wrong. Maybe I looked at the box wrong. But there were these Girl Scout. They were like candies, and they were like chocolates and stuff. So wow. I was like, is Girl Scout expanding their interesting their menu options? Let me ask you: cookies? Were they better than cookies? Um. Yes. Really? Um. Only because I've I've got a late night issue with eating like chocolate. And so, like, these were, and these chocolates were really good. Mm-hmm. And, like, they had peanut butter in them. So, I don't even know. Hmm. All right. I, no, I'll, I'll find out, and I'll report back. I could be totally wrong. Kosh listeners, help me out here. <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm on the wrong path, and maybe, you know, I was, I was reading the packaging wrong, because, let's be honest, I wasn't reading it that closely. But you I could were have eating sport. it in the middle of the night? <laughs> you, you know... <laughs> Jennifer, you you you're that person. You're the person that just calls it out. You're just like I'm gonna I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna tell on him. 
<laughs> I would never. Yeah. I mean, mm. you did call me sassy at the beginning. <laughs> and so far, we have figured out a few mm. things. Some things have I'm been sorry. verified. There you go. Very much so. Okay. Um, diversity. My in-laws. So I think my, my in-laws are probably the most diverse uh, that you could find. Um, so I have my father-in-law is from India. My mother-in-law is from Switzerland. And my sister-in-law is from China. So it is a pretty amazing fusion household of foods and cultures and holidays and stories about how everyone was raised. And I think it is so amazing that my kids get to grow up with that and get to experience celebrating all of this. And it's definitely influenced how they see the world and how hopefully they connect with their friends and and teach them as well. What a gift. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think the, well, you're born and raised Wisconsin, right? Mm-hmm. How do you think it's, what is the greatest gift you've received through all of this um, ability to be connected with such, with people with all these diverse backgrounds and culture and stuff, mm-hmm. you know? Um, how did that change, if it changed, mm-hmm. um, your point of view and how you look at things or how even you approach things professionally? I think it's definitely opened my eyes. You know, I am a pretty open-minded person, but I think that it, you know, kind of just emphasized what we were talking about earlier of, you know, realizing that people are so similar, right? You know, whether you're both slipping on snow or whether you hate cheese, like my father-in-law does, which I'm like, that's crazy. Um, Because he moved to Wisconsin and married a Swiss woman and he hates cheese. Oh my God. I know. I'm like, what? what that's uh but you know he's an awesome man and you know he enjoys other things too um but I think that you know in my work it makes me realize that no matter what background you've come from you know we can come together as a community and we can work on things to make things better and I think that by having more diversity in terms of thoughts and background and um beliefs that it's much better It really is. You know, I think back to, and I had talked about living in Singapore. So I'm a tall white woman with broad shoulders, as you pointed out. And I stuck out like a sore thumb in Singapore uh, and, you know, would get looks and people would want to touch me. And, you know, there was one man who was on a bus who almost got hit by this bus by looking at me. (laughs) And like, I had this much, I'm like holding my fingers centimeters apart of like what it feels like, right? To stick out this much. And that was enough to totally change who I am, right? Because it made me take the time to be intentional, to connect with people, to learn their story, to learn their background, what makes them tick, what makes them motivated, what they're passionate about, what they hate, you know? So that once again, as a community, as we're trying to trying to build these connections with people, that we can do that because you're you're listening, you're understanding, and you're being open-minded to it. So I think that has definitely been the, the huge gift in my life is meeting people from all different walks of life and being able to listen to their stories so that I can help change mine and help change the future of others too. It's important because um, I think a lo- I like to believe that majority of us are well-intentioned. And most of us want to help. 
mm-hmm. and we want to help our community be a better community, right? But how can you do that if you don't know your community? Mm-hmm. If you don't understand the different segments of your community, mm-hmm. um, helping is bigger than just helping those things that are familiar. Mm-hmm. And those that need the most help might be those who are the most different than you. Mm-hmm. So I just think it's important. Yeah. 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 And I think, like I said, I think in the past couple of years, I've really learned about intentionality. Yes. In pausing, you know, as you said before, that it gave you pause, right? Like just stopping. Um, so another, you know, quick story. So I was a college athlete and, and one, one thing I was in charge of was the international athletes. So it helped them socially and, and connecting in the community. And I used to do this orientation and the thing that they would always say, I would say, so what surprises you most since you moved to Iowa? you know, from all these places in the world, right? And they said, when people ask me how I am, they don't actually mean it. I'm like, what do you mean? And people are like, how are you doing? Oh, great. Okay. And then keep walking. True. Some people don't even listen to what the response is. And one thing that I've really tried doing, especially, like I said, in the past few years, especially with the pandemic is asking people like, how are you Timber? And when you say fine, I don't just walk away. I say, well, tell me more, you know, cause this is, this is important you know, we're going to build this relationship. I'm going to find out how you are. I'm going to break you down if you're sad or angry or whatever, or if you're happy. I want to, I want to know why, you know, because I think building those relationships and connecting with people, that's, that's how our community gets better. I can't tell you. I think about that all the time about that, that greeting exchange. That's just so Wisconsin to me, um, where you, you know, how you doing? And you're not really asking how you're doing. It's really no, de- it's a one-sided hello mm-hmm. for the most part because mm-hmm. you're not really looking for a response or the response is, oh, how are you doing? Mm-hmm. Or I'm good. Are you good? And they keep it moving. If there's even that type of exchange, mm-hmm. um, usually there's not, not that I think about it, but it's something I do think about all the time and that just, it's such a small exchange, but like, when did we lose the, when did it just become nothing more than this surface exchange, like to ask someone how they're doing other than really taking the time to just hear how they're doing. Mm-hmm. Right? So this kind of goes into um, the pet peeve thing earlier and the, you know, other thing later of community. But, you know, when I first moved here, it was really interesting because I didn't know anyone. And my husband comes from a family business, so he really didn't know anyone either. And even though he grew up in, in Nina, um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, you know, and moved to Oshkosh, he, he really didn't know. And it was interesting because I was that nerd that, you know, would meet people for meetings and I'm trying to build my business and just trying to get to know the community. And I'd say, how do you make friends? And it seems like, like I said, that seems so childish, right? But kids, like you take them to a park, they connect with people right away. Yeah. Like they have no issues. As adults, it's so much harder. And so Way I'd say, like, how do, you, how do you make friends? And all the people I met with, they said, well, I'm from here and I have my group of friends. And I'm like, so that door isn't open for others, <laughs> you know? Right. Like, like how? And I've, I've talked with, you know, a lot of colleagues about this too. Like, how as a community can we be 
more opening and welcoming to people, no matter what race or, you know, background or where you're coming from or what language you speak. Like, how can we have a different customer service model, right? right. Where we aren't just asking people, how are you doing? You know, building on that of, you know, what's going well in your life? What's not? What do you need help with? Right. You know, like, wouldn't it be amazing if our community actually did that? That would just, yeah, it'd be very cool in terms of the connections. And I think we'd see even more, you know, good things happening if people actually felt welcomed and felt included and felt loved. Yeah, I don't think we do a horrible job about it in the region at all. Um, but I do think there what you're talking about, about um, the region, you know, just people already having their circles, um, as I call it, professionally, I do a lot of talking about silos mm-hmm. and the, the power of the, the silo that happens and to me locally, um, in the region where, you know, you start off in a silo, the one that your parents created for you, and then it expands to your school silo, right? And all these people are like you. So your parents are creating this being and you're like them. And then you go to school with a bunch of people that are just like you. And it expands to, you know, what sports you play or whatever activities you participate in. And then you got another layer of your silo and it's more people that Mm -hmm. are just like you. Mm -hmm. And you go to school to the next level and it's more people just like you and, and you just continue on down this path next into your own life where you meet your partner and then you've got another layer of a silo and all you're doing is reinforcing and reinforcing and reinforcing the same. Mm -hmm. And then when you finally, whether professionally or educationally or whatever it is, are forced to engage difference, Mm -hmm you think it's wrong because you're so siloed that that has to be right. And it's so many silos, layers of the silos showing you that it must be right because it's all these other people that share all these same beliefs and, and rituals and, and things that you do and Mm -hmm. you don't realize, no, there's no wrong. Mm -hmm. It's just different. So when I was getting my undergraduate in social work, uh, the assignment was you had to go into a different part of the community that you didn't belong and you had to go there and you couldn't do the whole, I'm not, I'm not here. You know, like this is why I'm here. Uh, trying to make excuses for why you didn't fit. You had to get completely out of your comfort zone. Nice. And I went to a free lunch and, you know, like totally analyzing in my head, well, what, what should I wear so that I don't stick out? And like, how I want to tell people that I'm not homeless. And, you know, I went and, you know, the entire time you just feel completely uncomfortable because this isn't what you know. And I sat down with these two guys that, you know, they didn't quote unquote look homeless. And I heard their stories and it was heartbreaking, you know, and it was like one thing in their life that went wrong that caused them to be there. Right. Right. But we were all part of the same community. And so I think, you know, this, like I said, going beyond asking people how they are and being a more welcoming community, it's getting out of your comfort zone and being willing to talk to people that you don't know that aren't the same as you, because that is the moment of growth. And that's where we can really connect so that these horrible things like what happened in Buffalo don't happen. Right. Exactly. That was good. Sorry, that was really long. That's all. That's all you get from uh, 
<laughs> diversity. <laughs> and he wanted to change that question. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. Uh, I see why we did not. <laughs> no. No, that was so, so good. Um, overdose. Urgency. So I've been working with uh, Winnebago County Overdose Fatality Review since 2018. And this is where I think my name comes up probably the, the most often in doing this work. And I've learned so much and feel so grateful for the people that have shared their stories, whether they're, you know, still alive and in recovery and those that have, you know, gone way too soon, um, being able to hear their legacies. And unfortunately, the problem continues to get worse. And I think so much of it is if we can continue to build a strong community that we connect with people, especially those that are struggling and reaching out and being intentional, that can help and that can really make an impact. Um, so what do you think contributed to the explosion of it? Or was it just something, you know, I'm also a firm believer that there's things that have always been there. It just matters who's it, who it, it is happening to. Mm-hmm. And so um, what made this explode or what made people pay attention? Mm-hmm. I think it's pain, you know, the country, the nation is paying attention to this now because there's so much fentanyl. Um, and I know you've had other people on your podcast too, but there's so much fentanyl out there and it's laced in everything. So even if someone had been struggling with addiction for a long time and, you know, it's in their, their usual source or, you know, someone's trying something one time, you know, we just had this amazing event at UW Oshkosh with Chief Leibold and Captain Tarman who are outstanding. Shout out. Yeah, they are. They are amazing and their leadership and their vision is just so incredible, right? And they've yes. done these, this great project of putting the locks boxes all over campus because they care about, you know, the what ifs, right? Like they haven't had any overdoses yet, but they're there prepared just like AEDs, right? In case of heart attack, in case of an overdose. And we had uh, two moms who had lost their sons at UW-Milwaukee from overdoses and it was one pill. You know, one of the sons had struggled wow. with addiction for a while, um, and then the other, he tried one pill one time. Um, and, and so I think that it's, it's, you know, yeah, there's an increase in fentanyl, um, and, and not knowing what's your, what you're trying. But I think the other thing is, is loneliness, you know, people continue to struggle and there aren't people reaching out to support. Um, a lot of times people that have struggled with substance use disorder have burned a lot of bridges, but addiction is a disease and it's much like a chronic disease, like diabetes. And yet we treat it so differently and stigmatize it. And it's awful. There's so much shame and guilt and there's not enough support. And so I think once again, things have gotten worse because with, with the pandemic, everything was exacerbated, right? right. So you struggles of childcare, struggles of housing, influx of, of income. You know, some people got a lot more, some people got less. Um, just that anxiety that I know a lot of us felt of what's happening next. Right. Yes. Um, so yeah, so that's something that with our team and I have, here's my big shout out of, I have 47 partners representing 36 agencies that are people, you know, like you said, that care about the community and want to see it change. What can, what can we do as your common community members? How do we help? 
There's so many ways. Um, I think one is, is showing up, um, and, and helping people that, you know, are struggling, right? There's so many resources out there, uh, whether it's getting Narcan from the health department in Winnebago County, um, or it's, you know, like checking in on your loved one, telling them that like, Hey, I see that you're struggling. How can I help and reaching out and not giving up? There's a great, recovery community in Oshkosh. Uh, Solutions Recovery uh, is just an outstanding organization. Trevor Fenrick uh, runs it and has some amazing staff and they are there to help people that are struggling and that that want to be in recovery. Um, so I think, like I said, knowing the resources and, and offering help uh, is a huge way that our community can come together. I love it. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. You ready for the next segment? Yeah. The Kosh Hidden Gems. This is your opportunity to share something that you know about. It can be a thing, a place, whatever. Um, And maybe it's something everybody knows about, but maybe they don't know all the details about. But what's the gem? So a few years ago, my husband was looking at Google Maps and found this piece of land and was like, this is weird. I think, I think we can go here. Like, this looks weird. This looks like we can, we can go here. And we drive up and it's Terrell Island. Have you been to Terrell Island? Oh, what's Terrell Island? Oh my gosh. It is amazing. So it's, um, if you take highway 21 West and it's a little bit, uh, on your way to Algoma, it is this beautiful walking area that it's right on the water and it's about, I think four miles, um, of walking. And so you've got, you know, trees and you've got plants and you've got water and it's just gorgeous. How did I not know about well, that? Well, it's a hidden gem, isn't uh. it? Like I feel like I feel like you've <laughs> I feel like you've set this up because you're like, okay, I need to go here, here. Like you're just yes. instead of like asking for recommendations, you're like, I'm gonna host a podcast and people are gonna tell me the places to go. Secretly yeah. that was it. It was it was my pinky in the brain, my yeah. way of oh, taking over it. the Take world. Take over the world. <laughs> <laughs> what are we gonna do today, Pinky? <laughs> So I love Terrell Island. I love uh, Ken Robel Park, okay. um, which my family fondly calls Dock Park because there's like one little dock in the little, you know, pond of water. But it's perfect if you have kids because it's only about a mile walk. And so you can like do the whole thing without having to like do the stroller and carry them and all that. Okay. Yeah. That is a hidden gem. And now yeah. I'm going to have to. And your husband just found this. By Google mapping. Google mapping, yeah. I know. I gotta I wanna meet him. Yeah, now. yeah. He just randomly, you know, this is geography major, just like randomly looking at Google Maps. So All right. I hope he doesn't take this offensively, <laughs> but as a fellow geek, that sounds pretty geeky. Yeah, yeah. But um, it found a, a hidden gem. Yes, so I'm you know. Hey look, I I'm all about it. I'm on the I'm in the geek club, so <laughs> I wanna meet all my fellow geeks out there, you know. We really should start a club. Mm. Okay. What's the cash need? Oh my gosh, so much. Um Ooh. I know. For I real? know. For yes. real. So uh, yeah, I so I, I said I moved here in twenty twelve and I'm like so impressed with everything that has, has come to be. I think that they've done a really good job, but I think there's a lot more that we need. I would love more community and neighborhood centers you know, free spaces for families to go and hang out or safe places for kids to hang out. Um, Coming from Madison, there was a neighborhood center in every neighborhood association. And Oshkosh does neighborhood associations really well. 
but we don't have those those spaces, those public spaces that families can hang out. So I think that's that's one thing. I'd also love, even though we've got a children's museum in Appleton and and one in Fond du Lac, like I'd love something that's family friendly and recovery friendly, substance free friendly, um, space like that as well. Um, I, you know, I feel like this is all like basic needs, but like better transportation, affordable and accessible childcare, affordable and accessible housing. Um, I think making sure that the community we have here has their basic needs met and that we're doing as much as we can to support them to be successful. I agree. And even though it's like, it sounds so common sense, sometimes what I think really happens is people assume we just have it already Mm -hmm. or that there's enough of it Mm -hmm. and there's just not. Yeah. I keep having meetings where people say, doesn't that already exist? See. And I say, so even if it does, we have enough of a population that we need more of it, right? Right. Because we still have issues in our community. We're not fulfilling the need. No. There's a, there, there, yeah. And especially I would think now, I, if I was someone, I would never question anything just on the sheer increase of cost of things mm-hmm. and like what it costs to rent an apartment now is like, whoa, that's, that's different. Yeah. You yeah. Know, a I, lot more. And if you've got, you know, eviction history, you know, for a number of reasons and yes. yeah, credit history and, or just even if you don't have a job that pays like mm-hmm. the best, best. Right. There's a lot of jobs we need. There's a lot of people or there's a, those uh, frontline workers, those people who really do the things that we love them to do. And it just may not be the best paying profession. We need them to have secure places to live, safe places to live, quality. Uh, they deserve a quality of life. Mm-hmm. Everyone does. Yes, very much so. OK, love it. Next. The Naughty Slash Heroes Corner. This is your opportunity to nominate someone, something, whatever it is, an organization, maybe it's not, whatever it is, to the Naughty or Heroes Corner. So what have people said in the past? Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Wait, there's a lot of different directions people go. Here's what I will tell you, though. There's only been, like, maybe three people who've ever picked the Naughty Corner. Okay. And one of them picked their kids. (laughs) 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 <laughs> which Wait, I was like, which day is it? Because I, yeah. Yeah. Because happen. actually <laughs> it sounded pretty accurate from the story that they shared. So I was like, yeah, yeah, that's naughty corner to me for show. So no, but I mean, usually it's heroes and you know, it's whatever you want it to be. Okay. Uh, well, cause I, I kind of feel like this is a, a shout out, but, um, so I'm going to go with Karen Schneider from the Oshkosh Herald. Okay. So, and do you know Karen? I have had the opportunity to meet her at a herd game, and I'm hoping that she's going to be a guest. Yeah, I think she should definitely be a guest. But I think, you know, and I've I've known Karen for a while since I've been here, but I've never met someone that cares so much about this community and wanted to create a business to make sure that others also cared about their community. Yes. And free newspaper so that people could be informed i mean i think that speaks volumes agreed yeah and she just started the the nina news but i think you know she is such an incredible woman in our community and asset to like i said to to create a resource that everyone can get to to be informed 
And I think it keeps going back to everything that we've talked about of building community. You, you have to know that you have to be informed. You have to know what to show up for. Um, you know, I, it's, it's been amazing. The, the highlights that she's given of, you know, student athletes early, you know, like such a important time in your, in your life. And so I'm so appreciative that she's in this community and invested in this community and we need lots more people like that. It's a really good paper. Yeah. Like I always loved reading it and like I'm always like I learn stuff all the time from there like oh that's happening oh that happened that's amazing yeah like and so yes so if you're listening would love to have you as a guest I'll make that happen you're gonna make that happen (laughs) I appreciate that (laughs) it needs to happen yes okay awesome um now if you don't know what time it is, you know, it's a very special time in the show. Let me help you out there with that. Yes, I'm smiling as I always do as I play that. It is time for the topic of the week. And Jennifer, this week's topic of the week is showing up for the community. Yes, mm-hmm. I like that. You know, when you told me that this was what it was going to be, like I literally got chills because I was like, um, you know, we talk community a lot, a lot. Well, this is a community based podcast. Let's be honest. Um, but to say you need to show up, mm-hmm. like, how do you do that? Like, I just think and when I talk to people, there's so many people I talk to. They're just like. In their heart, they want to, but they make a lot of excuses about it. Mm-hmm. Whether and I'm not saying they're, they're what they're saying isn't valid. You know, it, it's time constraints, other responsibilities, um, or uh, believe it or not, often I hear I don't know where or how. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm excited about this topic. Yeah. So you know, to start with, I think what is community? And now I feel like I'm wearing my professor hat. What is community? Well, this is what this researcher says. Community is however you want to describe it, right? So it could be Oshkosh. It could be a Fox Valley. It could be Wisconsin. It could be your neighborhood. It could be your family. It could be one person. Um, you know, we, we talk about this and have heard from people in recovery that, you know, when they first get into recovery that they can trust themselves and then one person and then another person. And I don't think that's too different than a lot of us, no matter what experience you have, that community may start small and then continue to grow as you, as you build trust. Right. I think the, the showing up piece is, you know, I have a almost six year old daughter and a three year old son. And I always tell them, you know, the most important thing you can do in life is to show up and that's the good and the bad. Right. You know, when a a friend has a loved one that dies, we show up at the funeral. You know, if a friend has a birthday, we show up at the birthday. If the community has a new food co-op, you show up at their events. You shop there. You know, if, you know, today was the the pains event for Festival of Spring, you show up. If we want our community to to continue to grow and flourish, it requires that people come and that they show up and that they participate and that they engage and they connect. And so that's that's kind of the the background on it. But in this work that I've done with the overdose fatality review, I think this is just so cool what happened. I you had Stephanie Gildenvan on your 
podcast and she's outstanding. And I shout out Stephanie. Congratulations. Yeah. um, So, so happy that I get to work with her, but she and I did a whole bunch of conversations with people in recovery. And there was this one conversation with two young women that were new to recovery. And they said, God, I just wish that people knew how awesome recovery was. And I wish like that we could just connect and we could break stigma and we could educate people that addiction is a disease. And Stephanie and I look at each other and go, yeah, I think we can make that happen. And so that was the, we heart you recovery in our community event that we had this last March. And, um, if you haven't seen our recap video, you have to, it will bring you to tears. It will inspire you for the day because it is so darn moving. Huge shout out to Alex Belleville from mirrorless productions who put it together because he was inspired by the event. But we had 333 people show up. Wow. Yeah. 333? For a first-time event. It was held at UW-Ashka. Shout out to them because they're amazing in the police department. And people showed up not knowing if it was the event that was right for them, not knowing what their connection was. And it was incredible. We had everyone wearing these shirts that say, we heart you on it. I saw. And so, yeah, and they were so great. Um, and, and it was cool because by doing that, you know, there was actually strategy with that of everyone says like, what should I wear? Should I wear my uniform? Should I dress up? No, you're going to wear this t-shirt. You're going to show how you are showing up for the community and that you care about what we're talking about. Yes. And we're all on the same playing field. Uh-huh. It's all equal, right? And so all these people showed up. We had people that, you know, shared their stories of resilience and, and thriving in recovery of, you know, pain. Grace Lim did this amazing uh, Heroes of Oshkosh, uh, the Fix Project. And she, you know, came in and, and said too about, you know, how heartbreaking the stories were, but also how inspiring they were. Shout you know? out to Grace. Yeah. See, like I said, you've had all these amazing people on your podcast and I get to work with them on a, a daily basis. But it was so cool to have all these people in one room that all walks of life, people who had lost loved ones, people who'd struggled with addiction, law enforcement, uh, fire EMS, treatment, recovery, education, faith communities. People all just showed up to learn and to connect with one another. And our, our speaker, you know, really talked about like sharing your story and the power of sharing your story. And that's how you connect and that's how you build community. And so I think that that with this event, like I said, it was just so amazing. And I'm so grateful that people showed up, even when they didn't think that it mattered, even when they didn't think that it connected to them, they showed up and the ripples of that in our community have continued. And I've been able to just like experience just a little bit of those waves. And I'm so excited and so grateful for the people that are, you know, part of this and that are willing to, you know, just, just be part of it. It's just amazing. So I think the, the last thing that I would say, because you asked about the, like, you know, people making excuses for what showing up means. Showing up can be asking intentionally how someone is and pausing to find out. It can be showing up at a community event that you may or may not know. It could be filling out a political survey that, you know, the city sends out once a month or whatever it is. You know, these are ways that you can show up and you can connect to the community. And if more of us do that, this community that is already thriving will continue to get better. And I sound like, you know, I'm campaigning for something, but I'm not. This is just, 
you know, passion for the people that I live and work with and that I'm raising my kids in. And I'm, I'm so excited to continue to watch our community get better and better and that my kids will be extremely proud of where they're from. You don't sound like you're campaigning to <laughs> anything about anything or for anything to me. It just sounds like you are a very passionate resident who truly cares and you don't just talk the talk, Mm-mm. you walk the walk. Mm-hmm. And what's even better is when you can help others walk the walk too. Mm-hmm. So I think that's like beyond cool. Um, is this going to become an annual event? So I've been asked that a lot. And right now, <laughs> and I say, calm down, people. So, I, you know, my response is, is two things. We work so hard to create something good. Right. And then it happens and it's really good. Right. And everyone says, what's next? What's next? And I say, pause. Appreciate what happened. Let's see these ripples turn into waves. And then we can decide what's next. Right. Because I don't want to create the same event because it will never feel that way again. I want to see how our community reacts and responds and then decide what's next. And I don't want it to just be me and the amazing planning team that I had, I want the whole community to be giving, you know, their thoughts and their, their perspective on what it should be. Mm. Okay. Yeah. That was too good of an answer. <laughs> now I'm thinking that I said there were two things, but it's just really the one. It's just, it's just the one. one. Yeah, yeah. That was really good. Answer. Thank you. Thanks. All right. Um, okay. Well, here's what I've picked up out of that. Um, a, we're going to put links in this. Uh, so just know we're going to put links to the things that were just talked about, um, whether it is um, the things from Grace Lim, the video, mm-hmm. um, things to share about the event as a whole. If there's any articles or anything, we will find some links and awesome. we will make sure that we put those into the podcast notes. Um, my personal ask is because I asked Harmon for this. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Tarman. I hope you hear this. Um, I want one of those t-shirts. Oh, well, I, I can hook you up. You can hook me I up? Hook All you right. Up. I was hoping so because <laughs> I'm not going to lie. You know, and here's when sometimes you know how powerful an event is. When I was scrolling through Facebook that day, they were everywhere. Mm-hmm. They were everywhere. And there was just engaged people. And you mm-hmm. could just tell. Wow. Yeah. And I was actually thinking to myself, how did I not know about this? <laughs> how did I get left in the dark? You know. Well, and you know, the stories, I, I got so many amazing responses after of, you know, and I was just talking to someone yesterday or the day before, and he's like, I'm from Oshkosh, moved away. And he's like, I was very skeptical of this event and what, what it would be. And I went and he's like, I was so proud so proud of our community for showing up, you know, and doing it and, and emails that I got of, you know, people in recovery saying I felt heard and I felt valued, you know, like that's, that's amazing. Yes. Right. Well, sometimes that's, that's the thing that tips the scale, mm-hmm. right? That's the difference maker. That's all we all want, right? Yeah. We just want to feel heard and we want to feel valued. Yeah. And I think it means that people have to show up. Right. It's it's you asking people questions of tell me who you are, how you feel about these things, you know, and you don't need a podcast platform to do that. You're just 
you're demonstrating it to everyone, right? Like, this is how you do it. This is how you connect with people. But, you know, I think we just need more of us in the community that are, are pausing and, and doing that. And that way, when we hear that someone's struggling, and it doesn't have to just be addiction, right? You know, hey, you're struggling after hearing about this shooting. Tell me, tell me how you feel. Tell me how I can help you, right? I can't solve everything, but tell me how I can make you feel better and what I can do. And I think, you know, let's, let's all do that. Yes. Yes. You know what? If someone actually said that to me, I wouldn't know what to do with it mm -hmm. because it just doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. I can think of a few times during the pandemic. Um, that was probably the only time that I can think of that people reached out particularly around the uh, George Floyd things mm -hmm. that happened, uh, incident, um, who did that, where they just said, I'm, I'm trying to see, just checking in. Mm -hmm. Are you good? Need anything? And I'll never forget that. Mm -hmm. I'll never forget that because um, that felt like caring. Mm -hmm. like a different level of caring. Like when you just are just humanly compassionate, not because you're obligated to be mm -hmm. because they're family mm -hmm. or because there's this deep connection, but just because we're humans and I'm checking in to make sure my brother and my sister is good. It's like you said, you know, it was, uh, on incidents that like spurred people's thought, right. To check in on you. And I think about, you know, when I was pregnant and there were people that are like, how you doing? And like, after having a baby, like, how you doing? But usually people stop after, you know, the first week and like, you're still struggling. <laughs> like, oh my God, where, where did all these people go? Um, but you know, it doesn't have to be an incident. You can be thinking about other people all the time. You don't just have to think about yourself all the time, right? Like you can reach out to friends and just send a text saying, hey, I'm thinking about you. You doing yeah. okay? Yeah. And you think can. about how, how easy that is to show up for people and to connect with people. Well, I feel like nowadays it's gotten really easy because it only, all you got to do is pull that device out and just say, hey. Yeah. Yeah. I met with Colleen Bice, another shout out. And, uh, you know, she had talked about the pandemic being, you know, she's like, so it seems that it was harder to kind of do your job. And I said, no, it was easier because people like let down their guard, right? Like through virtual world, you got to see inside people's houses and people saw how crazy I was, you know, with like kids in the background and, and I'm like, <laughs> this is my reality. And I'm like, so grateful that people gave me grace during that period and I think that it's continued to be that way, right? Like the more you can connect with people on the personal level, the easier it is to work with them professionally as well. I think, you know, and now that you say that, there there should probably be a study about that because I do believe like the doing virtual meetings and actually seeing in people's homes and just whatever their chaos or lack of chaos was you know people sitting with the dog yeah. all in the screen <laughs> and the kids running around snatching things yeah. and yeah. you know whatever it was the or just number of times that my son or daughter would say come wipe my butt in the middle <laughs> of a meeting i'm like 
you had to poop right now. Like right now. Right now. And now, yeah. Well, yeah. Of course. Well, yeah. Yeah. You know, that's how that works. <laughs> you know, if you weren't doing anything, neither was I. I don't want to poop then. That's right. That's right. That's never a thing. <laughs> <laughs> I do think like it really did just show a level. And you know what else I liked? I liked the fact that most people showed up to virtual meetings as they were. Mm-hmm. Like uh, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, like it wasn't that professional. No. I don't know about you, no. but I wore a lot of hoodies. Mm. I, I wore a lot of workout clothes. See? I, I mean, I still do. It's amazing that I actually, like, showered to come see you today. Oh. <laughs> and I feel... And we're not even virtual. Right. I feel super special. <laughs> oh, that's going to be a segment now. Did you shower? Did you shower? What What was your pandemic wear? Yes. Yeah. That should be. Yeah. I think that'd be a good question. But no, I do. I do think, like, you just got to see a really... You got to see people being authentic, yeah. you know, and I think that's very interesting. And here's the thing. I'm a firm believer that once a level of change happens, you're not just going to snap back to the way that it was. That's not just going to snap back. Mm-hmm. I think, um, you know, a lot of these workplaces that might have had certain dress codes or expectations of what professional look like, that's not snapping back. Yeah. Yeah. And I love, you know, that you were talking about authenticity because I hope that that doesn't change. You know, I love when your buddy, Chris Tarman always talks about speaking from the heart. Mm -hmm. And I love that because, you know, I think the more that we all speak from our heart, the more genuine and authentic we are, the better this is going to be. Life is going to be a heck of a lot better if we could actually just be ourselves and, and appreciate each other for that too. Facts. All right. Anything else you want to add? No, I think I've talked your ear off. No, you can't talk my <laughs> ear off. And anyway, this isn't about me. This is about the Kosh listeners. And let me tell you something right now. They're smiling. Oh, good. I'm, I'm pretty sure they're going to love this conversation. All right. Well, cool. We're going to move into the next part of the show, which is where we start winding down. Thank you, thank you, thank you again, Kosh listeners, for taking some time and listening. You know we're a work in progress, so don't hesitate to reach out and let us know how we can improve. You know, I'm I'm so, so, so big on that. Um, I contact every guest afterwards for the most part and ask, you know, how did you feel about this and how can we do better? We want to do better. So... And I need that from you, too. So don't hesitate. Let us know how we're doing. Um, If you would like to be a guest or if there's anything you want to share, don't hesitate to reach out. We've got several ways. You can reach out through our email, which is askthekosh at gmail.com. Once again, that is askthekosh at gmail.com. Or you can also call us on our um, virtual voicemail, uh, which is 920-385-9298. Once again, that's 920-385-9298. Um, make sure you check out the, you know, we have a website now, which is uh, thekoshpodcast.com. And that's where we house all the episodes. So if you ever want to listen to the most current and any of the past ones, uh, we're there. And you know what I just realized right now? Jennifer. Yeah. I believe, if I'm correct, you're the 50th episode. <gasps> 
Where's my cake? <laughs> See, set myself up. <laughs> set myself up right there. Cake. Actually, fifty I'd does like, deserve cake. That's amazing. Actually, you're gonna uh, you are gonna do cake now. That is make, incredible. Yeah, I look along this journey. At no point did I ever think like we would get to fifty. Like that wasn't a thing. Like it was just like. I'm a big old nerd and I want to buy this mm-hmm. podcast equipment and we're going to try this thing out. Mm-hmm. And um, we're 50 episodes in. I think it is so incredible that you had a dream and something you were passionate about and you made it happen. And now the impacts, you know, I keep talking about ripples and waves, but you're making an impact in this community by sharing all these stories and connecting. I hope so. Um, I like to believe so. And um, yeah, it, it seems um, people pay attention. Um, people like to hear the stories. People like to know their neighbors. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think some people are really surprised at all of the things that our neighbors are doing. It's pretty powerful when you think about it. It's right? incredible. So, um, so that's a thing. And here's what I was thinking. So, you know, forever now, I've been trying to start a new segment called Ask the Kosh. I've had no success. Oh. I only got one person to call in for it, right? Mm-hmm. So, Kosh listeners, I've decided to change my ask. Oh. Yeah. So, here's what I'm going to offer. Kosh listeners, you already know one of my favorite parts of the show and incorporated throughout the show is shout-out time. Love shout-out time. Well, you know what? Why should myself... And the guests be the only people doing shout outs. Oh, I love that. So here's what I'm going to tell you. Please feel free to call our voicemail and leave us your shout outs. And we will play those live in the show. That's a great idea. Like that? I love that. Yes. Come be part of our shout out time. So send the shout outs, send the birthdays, send whatever you would like to send. And we'll just... We will literally play it as is in the show. Yeah, I'm good. I, I, I was like, you may be opening, but that's a great idea. Yeah, well, no, yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> look, I'm not, I'm not scared <laughs> yet. Yet, that's right. I don't. I'm not sure that that just might be lack of fear out of ignorance. <laughs> I think it's an awesome way to connect. I you think know, it's that be you amazing. don't just have to be the, um, you know, lucky person to be the guest, but there are other ways that you can connect with the community that you're building through the cash. Well, yeah. I mean, I want to, I want to personally engage. I want them to be part of the show. I like that. Okay. That's fantastic. Okay. And now that we have said that, you know what time it is? Let me tell you right now. It is shout out time. So I think I've listed about 10 people throughout this interview. So all those people get shout outs. And I think, uh, you know, first and foremost, my family. Oh, don't don't you have a button that says, oh, I don't have an awe button, but I'm going to work on that. Okay, so, uh, you know, I'm so grateful that I'm able to do the work that I am. And it takes a whole bunch of people supporting me, too. (laughs) You know, when I'm in my crazy, stressful, you know, competitive stage. Um, So obviously my husband and my two kids that are just, yeah. They're sometimes in the naughty corner, but they make me laugh. And life is so much more fun with shenanigans and silliness. And um, so I'm grateful for my family and doing that. 
Uh, I have to give a shout out to all the amazing people in the community that, you know, I'm not listing names because they're just way too many. I'd go over what Colleen, like her list was long, but mine would be even longer. Uh, so I think with all my OFR partners, I'm so grateful for all of them being willing to show up and to think differently and be open-minded and being willing to change. Um, so grateful for, for people like that. And then I'm going to do a, a shout out for one one person in particular. So, um, and I have I have this kind of whole crew of people that I walk with. Walking is like my self care, my my coping mechanism. Mm. And so I'm grateful for for many of the the amazing people that I walk with, men and women. And I have a, a best friend, Fran Garb, Dr. Fran Garb, who is 81 years old. Fran, I'm sorry for giving away your age, but like she's the most amazing human being I've met. And I walk with her on an almost daily basis and I swear she can kick my butt. She is so darn fast that I'm like, Fran, you got to slow down for me. Um, but you know, she's just this incredible person that, you know, even in her retirement has continued to give back to this community and to care about the community. And I'm so grateful for that friendship and I'm grateful for her support and helping me, you know, cope through walking or watching my kids or, or just being an awesome neighbor. So that's my shout out. Nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. We don't have an awe, but we got applause. Thank you. Yeah, that's good. You like that? I do like that. Okay. Um, this week's shout outs. You know, I usually have a big list, but I'm not going to go heavy, heavy this week. Um, I'm going to give a shout out to our Hmong community. Um, they had an amazing event in Appleton last week. Um, thank you. Thank you for putting on these amazing cultural events mm-hmm. and sharing your culture with us. Um, it, it was cool. I popped in. I didn't, I didn't stay long, long, but I got to see. Um, and it's just cool, mm-hmm. right? I just like to see other, how uh, other cultures do what they do. Um, and there's something to be said for that. Um, I'd like to send a shout out to the people of progression. They did, they did an event in Appleton last week. Um, it was, it was health related. It was really, really good. I popped in there and shout out to African heritage who is getting ready, um, planning and hosting the Juneteenth day celebration, which I have found out, um, that the Juneteenth day celebration that happens in Appleton is actually the, I believe it's the seventh most popular and recognized Juneteenth celebration in the nation. Wow. That's crazy, right? Yeah. In Appleton. Yeah. So that's that's hot, right? Um, and the rest, just shout out to everyone that I get to have amazing conversations with and engage with. Um, I do very public work, but I also do a lot of sensitive work, so I can't put everything out there. But um, I truly get to work with people who are in a place of need or those people who want to make a difference. And I thank you all for just the people that you are. So much appreciated. All right. So we are at the end of the show. Mm. Oh, I, know, I see right? that. awe would have been, Oh, you know what? Just for that. I, I'm going to, I'm going to get an awe button and the awe button might be in play. So, on so the last thing that we do you get an option all right a b and c okay you can share some words of wisdom 
you can tell us what would yourself today tell your 12 year old self or C, which, you know, you're a professor. It's all of the above. <laughs> I was like, I, I think you can combine it all. <laughs> you know, I think the, the whole theme of this is show up for community. And I think it's, it's something that I would have told my 12 year old self too. You know, I think probably the only further advice was give yourself some grace. Like it's okay. Be genuine, be authentic. And, and that will win, you know, um, because I truly believe that's how I've become, you know, blessed to be in this position is because I've been myself and connected with people that way. But I think the, the biggest advice that I have is our community would get a whole lot better if people continue to show up and continue to be themselves. Facts. Well, what it is, it's the facts. What do you think? I love it. This was so much fun. Wasn't it fun? It was fun. Hey, you know what? The cash. <laughs>